0: this is your ultimate life podcast with Kellen Flukiger.
1: Hello there, and welcome to today's episode of your ultimate life a podcast, dedicated to one thing and one thing only, and that's helping you achieve a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts. And I use this background on purpose today because it's it's a, a neighborhood where I lived in Phoenix for a long time and beautiful blue sky, tall palm trees. Everything looks beautiful, and it was a nice place to live. The weather was nice. I think Phoenix has 330 days of sunshine a year. Of course, it gets ridiculously hot in the summer for a long time, but hey, the sky is beautiful. The palm trees are great, and there's lots to do, and it's a lot of fun. Today, we're in the next series, the next piece of the Monster Series. And remember, monsters are those things that get in the way of you achieving your ultimate life. This is going to be one that is familiar to you. Today's title of episode 605 is Obligation and Overwhelm. Obligation and Overwhelm. Now, I don't know about you, but there have been many times where I felt like I had so many obligations, I couldn't I couldn't get out from under. There were so many things going on, I felt completely buried. Do you feel that way? Well, here's what we can do about that. Obligation, if there are too many obligations, whether they're real obligations or ones that we just sort of adopt, they create overwhelm. Because if you get up, as I have many days, when you feel like there's so much to do, you can't possibly make a dent, the first thing we want to do is hide back under the pillow. And do nothing because we know we can't possibly make a dent and get it all done. So what's the use? And sometimes you may do that, but creating the ultimate life, remember your ultimate life is a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gifts. So the first question is how many of those obligations are actually part of your purpose? If you've followed some of the earlier episodes where we created a PTAC, A personal truth and commitment statement some call it an I am statement or a declaration of being where you decide who you are and how you show up in the world are your obligations consistent with that and if they're not today that's not a problem except it's an opportunity for growth and change it's an opportunity to create your life the way you want to so there are three real questions that we're gonna talk about today. Number one is who owns your life anyway? And number two is you can commit, you can fill commitments, you cannot fill commitments, that's not good, you can renegotiate commitments and you can do that either with anxiety, with resentment or you can do it with joy, that's a choice. So the same commitment can feel like it's a lot of fun or a drag depending on how you feel about it. So for example, let's say someone you know in the neighborhood or maybe one of your kids has got a a drive to earn money for uniforms or for a trip or something. And if you feel like, oh, I gotta do this thing, I gotta drive the kid around, I gotta do this or that so they can earn money for those things. Why do they need to go on that trip anyway? Then that is one way to feel overwhelmed and the obligation part, makes you feel negative, and that certainly doesn't contribute to your ultimate life. On the other hand, if you see it as an opportunity to teach, as an opportunity to support, and you say, you know what? They've got an opportunity to make some money for this trip. I'm going all in. I'm going to help my kid get motivated and do the best they can and da-da-da-da-da and create a completely different experience, both for you, for the kid that you take, your child, and for the outcome. <clears throat> it's really important to understand that. So your commitments, you can have a joy or with grumpiness. And the third piece that we're going to talk about today is that you have the choice all the time to cut commitments out of your life or reaffirm them. Often what we do is we default to the sense of uh, obligation, and then we do them, but we don't we do them, but we don't do them with joy. So we haven't really reaffirmed them. And that's a, that's a unfortunate and disempowering choice. So let's go back to number one, who owns your life anyway? Well, let's be really clear. You own your life here now, every day, every minute, every second. I was talking on a podcast episode yesterday about time. One of the courses I've created is how to create time. And there's three layers. There's lots of parts to it. And it's really good. I've used it for years. And that's how I get so many things accomplished that are things that I want to do. But one of the first principles of that is that you have all the time there is. I mean, that is a simple, pure fact. No argument can be made. You have all the time there is while you're breathing here in the world, right? No one has any more time than you do and no one has any less time. Now how we feel about time, like we're crunched for time or we waste time, we have all that language in there to describe how we're using it and how crowded we've created our life to be. But the principle here is that you own your life and you have all the time there is. All right. So when you come from that place of, I have all the time there is, the next thing is you also own all the choices about what to do with your life, with your time, that time that you have all of. Now let's do some examples that will illustrate that really clearly. If you get up and you feel like, oh, there's all this stuff to do and you go do it. And if you don't do it, somebody, you or someone else is going to be disappointed, frustrated, negative, angry, whatever, fill in the blank, let's take that same day and say, okay, suddenly you got sick and you went to the hospital and you couldn't do anything. None of those things that you thought you were going to do would get done. None of them, right? And you're incapacitated. You're gone. You're hurt. You're in the hospital. You're somewhere. Or let's say it wasn't something that happened to you. There was some other thing that came up that required your complete attention. Your dad or your mom got ill, and you had, or somebody had an accident. You had to go do something right now, clearly, and it took you out of play for all those things you thought you were going to do. Somehow, the day would go on with those things not being done. The world would still rotate, and nothing really different would happen in the large scheme of things. So, if if that's true, then the idea—I'm using that as an illustration—and it's not perfect, but an illustration—the idea that Just because you feel like your day is full, if you suddenly were taken out of the equation and couldn't do any of those things, things would move on. I asked a client the other day, he was talking to me about a particular situation he has with one of his really pivotal contractors. They're not performing like he wants them to. And it's one of those things that happens regularly when you have management and, you know, employees or contractors and you have to do the management stuff. And the feeling was, you know, catastrophe and all these things that weren't getting done correctly. And I asked that question, well, what if that individual passed away right now? What would you do? And it became clear that there were work, there were workarounds and there were things that would happen. The world wouldn't stop turning. and business wouldn't die. And so that is a clear way to think about it. You own your life. Let's get that really clear. You own all the time there is and you own every choice about it. Now, there's no question that you have a pile of commitments, we all do. You have a pile of things you have agreed to do. Some of them are implicit, some of them are explicit. So for example, when you got married, if you did, you have made a commitment to be a partner to that person. You have made more than that commitment, you've made a commitment to love, cherish, and whatever the vows were in the ceremony that you did, you made some commitments there. What often happens is after we make a commitment, the initial excitement about the commitment, whatever it was, then becomes a weight, an albatross, an obligation. Another example is when you buy a car, you buy a car, you don't pay cash, you put something down, and then you sign up for a long string of payments for three years, four years, five years, I think I've seen financing available as long as seven years. So now for seven years you have committed yourself to making these payments, and it's not unusual after a little while for someone to feel like, ugh, I got a car payment. Now, at the time you got the car, it was exciting. What happened? Well, you've stopped owning the commitment. You didn't take into account in your heart, I'm going to do this joyfully and happily for all 60 payments because I say it, because I choose to. So I want you to think right now in your life, where is that showing up? Where do you have obligations that perhaps you were excited about to start with and now they've become the an albatross, a drag, a weight in your backpack? All of that is an attitude. It's all in your head. It's your choice. Uh, it happens if you have kids. Sometimes, Oh, we got a kid and it's fun. And then when they get a little older and there's some problems or... They take extra time or you got to do soccer practice or they rebel as a teenager and you've got messes to clean up or help them clean up and on and on, all of a sudden, this joyful thing that you did on purpose has now become an albatross. So there's a, here's the reason that's important. If you re-embrace the commitment, then it is not, it's still an obligation, but it's a joyful one. It, isn't, it is not an albatross. It is not overwhelm. It is not, uh, it's an opportunity. So instead of overwhelm, it's an opportunity. So I want you to think about that. The same obligation can be an overwhelm or it can be an opportunity, and it can be a brand new opportunity every single time. So one of the things I do in the church uh, that I belong to, in the area, the ward, it's called a ward, but the ward that I belong to is they've asked me to participate in the young, you know, helping with the young men in the war doing, you know, helping with a group of them activities and lessons and, you know, things that young men would do in a, in a religious organization. And that happens every Thursday and every Sunday. I get a chance to go participate, help them plan, help them get organized, help them create and fill on these activities. And sometimes they're fun, like going to a sledding and snowing or going to a rope climbing facility. And sometimes it's service projects. We did a food bank project, and then on Sundays, there's some religious instruction. And I said yes. I said yes to that invitation to participate. That means I have a choice on Thursdays and Sundays when that, the fulfillment of that promise, when the payments on the car are due, to look at that as an obligation uh, or an opportunity that choice, that distinction is really important for you. So I want you to think about obligations right now that are causing a feeling of overwhelm for you and ask yourself if you can change them to an opportunity because that will help you eliminate that monster that keeps you from living your ultimate life. Your ultimate life is an attitude. You can have joy and happiness in every moment. You can love what you do. And I know you hear that all the time, but I finally learned to do that. I love what I do every day, all day, even though There's parts of it that are more fun than others, I suppose. But everything is an opportunity. And I saw a video from Michael Neal, who's a a coach, who who was saying about working and creating results effortlessly. And his publisher said, that's not true. I see you working all the time. And, you know, in the video, he made the point of, if it's fun and what you want to do, then it's not really work. And I agree with that. When you're doing the things you want to do... Like, I don't want to lay around and sleep or watch TV or do nothing. I have stuff I want to be involved in and want to do. And one of the things we don't do is remind ourselves. Remember that. Choose the joy. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is sometimes we create obligations that we don't want to continue. Serious ones are sometimes people get divorced. They get married, they make an obligation and something Serious happens. Now, there's lazy and bad reasons. People just want somebody else. And I, I'm not going to get into a conversation about should and shouldn't about that. But there are times when you go through your schedule, your calendar, and you look at what fills your time. Remember, you own all the time there is and you own all the choices. If you get to a place where you say, this thing that I'm doing is no longer appropriate. And this is not a lecture or a discussion about how to make that decision. But if you decide, then cut it. Cut it. Because continuing to do it because you, uh, does a disservice both to you, it does a disservice to the person or persons or group to whom you are obligated, and it does a disservice to those you are serving. Don't just wimp out. If you're going to end an obligation because it is no longer appropriate for whatever reason, then be clear, be in integrity, and go end it. So I've had business relationships. I've had to end. I go in and I say, have a conversation. This isn't working. We need to end this. How can we unwind this in the best way possible? With integrity, with clarity, lay out the situation, and renegotiate the agreement. Now, sometimes you're not going to get a, you know an amicable thing, and I understand that. But at least you take the lead, you move with clarity, you're in integrity, and you take action. That way you reclaim, that is also your choice, and you reclaim your time and the opportunity to do what you choose with your time. So whatever you choose to do in that way, do it with integrity. So that obligation uh, and overwhelm are not a monster that gets in your way. That's another way to get rid of the monsters and create your ultimate life.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger.